They tell me you're a man with true grit. What do you want, girl? Speak up at supper time. <laughs> Dunright TV Studios, and we got Rocket Rob Toland with us tonight here on the True Grit Show. I am your host, Shane Davis, former IMCA Modified National Champion, and my sidekick, Pat Moore. Glad to be back, buddy. I've been on the road the last couple of weeks and missed the show. I, I did get to watch it while I was traveling. I've been from coast to coast watching yeah. it. Uh, glad to be back and back in the studio. This is the first time back in the studio this year for me. All right. We want to plug Dunright. They're the ones that make it happen, along with you people That's out right. there watching today. Uh, Dunright.tv, www.dunright.tv. Get on there. You got all the racing stuff. You can watch live shows. $20 for a live show at the racetrack. If you want to watch all the past stuff, only $14.95 a month. I mean, we're talking about eight tracks, all the stuff. This season, last season, all of our shows. That's a deal for $14.95. That's, that's a heck of a deal. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what, uh, lunch? Yeah. You know? And tell your friends to uh, like and share the show right now. Yep. Uh, we're on Facebook and YouTube, uh, Dunright TV. Go on out, let them know. So, hey, uh, let's take a look to start this thing off. Uh, picture four here, Wook. Put that up on the screen, and Rocket Rob, we got the whole family up there. Uh, we are going to get that thing going. Anyway, Grandpa Tolan, I used to walk by him. You and I have talked about this when I would leave the uh, beer stand every night, and he'd be sitting on the uh, bleachers there, and he was just... You know, a great guy. It was your grandpa, but he was always good to me. He treated me like a million bucks. And that was something that, uh, you know, I missed when grandpa was gone. And then, of course, yeah. the man that bought uh, brought big dollar racing to late model racing in the Quad Cities. Uh, your dad, Bob. And then little Bob, who I can't believe how <laughs> he's doing now. Is he working at John Deere, too? Yeah, he's doing real well. He, uh, he does programming for deer. Good. Very good. Cool. And then that good-looking guy, uh, Rob Tolan, a little bit younger back in those days, Rob. And <laughs> yeah, I miss those days. That was a fast race car. Man, I love that car. So, uh, you know, we're going to start off back when your dad ended up going into, uh, you know, the Speedway back in the day. He was, uh, you know, really personally responsible for bringing the big dollar shows to the Quad Cities. But I want to show a couple of pictures here uh, before we get into that. Uh, picture number three, Wook. Let's see that. Uh, that was Grandpa Tolan, one of the old B-class coupes, yeah, and I was told it. that was out at the old Speedway out there on 74. Nice. Yes. And yeah, that was, a, that was a good picture. And, and is that your dad? That's dad. Okay. All right. You know, uh, you know, we see him through the years, and it looked like him, and, you know, I'm glad you identified him, but put uh, Grandpa's car in victory lane. And then uh, let's go to shot one, Wookie. Very cool. Take a look at that. Uh and you can tell me, oh. what happened there, Rob? I think that's an old rollover. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do so well that night. That was not <laughs> one of those nights you want to remember. And uh, let's go ahead and roll to uh, picture two, Wook. Now, the, this is a car I remember. You know, the old Nelson Auto Parts, Rock yeah. Alamoline, Galesburg, number 39, sitting down there in Victory Lane. Bert Peterson, the flagman, you know, of course, uh, you know, Jeff promoting the track now but uh i mean you've been around racing your whole life yeah i was drugged everywhere yeah yeah when we were kids coming up i remember you know we went up to the speed bowl park up in sterling we went to mahoney's we went to you know uh, hawkeye raceway and yep. uh you know it was kind of funny i looked at pictures of hawkeye when they were building that track and they literally cut that track out of a flat piece of earth they didn't build the track up like a lot of people do and, uh, you know, we got to see that all coming up. So that, and then the one that I'm real proud of, uh, give us number five, Wook. And then we'll kind of get rolling into this thing. Uh, there it is. Jim's Knoxville Tap, sponsored dad. I remember your dad uh, popped a motor in his car and he come up my dad and said, hey, uh, you know, would you want to let me drive that car? And this, uh, we ended up winning a mid-season championship that night. And Burt Peterson, of course, with a car, too. But uh, my dad told him, he goes, my cars ain't very pretty, but they're fast. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been. Got the checker. Yeah, that's yeah. right, man. He, I've always heard that. Always right. heard, hey, look they're, in all, the background. they're all pretty from the inside, right? Brought home the bacon. And now we'll put up number six. I want to know what this is all about. This is a race show, but uh, 
Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that was me. Now, Rob, <laughs> you took a little time off racing when you had your injury. Did you? It looks like you're doing a little fishing at one point. When was that? Well, you know, I always love uh, hunting and fishing. Never okay. got to do it because when you work a full time job and you race full time, and there's just not enough time. No, right. And not. so uh, I got remarried. And that was my honeymoon, and, and we had an opportunity to uh, – I always wanted to catch a big fish. Uh, <laughs> that is a big In fish. the sea, sea fishing, right. deep sea fishing. And right. uh, they had an excursion. They took us out, and, uh, well, I, I ended up getting my wish. Man, that is Very awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so uh, great luck fishing. We're, uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about your dad and, you know, and uh, how he built – uh, the Rockland County Fairgrounds and East Moline Speedway up to be on one of the top tracks, you know, here in the Midwest. But I want you to take us back to that day in 2014. Uh, I'm at Davenport Speedway. I'm announced that night. You know, the old number 39 rolls in. So, you know, it's going to be a good night of racing. And then Rob doesn't show up. Could you tell us a little bit about? Well, it was a Friday, last day at work, at work and, uh, um, my work partner accidentally uh, pulled in uh, a loader into me. I built in loaders for John Deere, and uh, uh, I was doing some work at the back of the one, and he, he pulled in there a little hot, and uh, I got crushed between the two things, and I, I braced myself and, and got tore up pretty bad. And uh, that was what happened. Wow. And now, Rob, in that, uh, the car you were running in 2014, what kind of car was that? It was a rocket. It was a rocket, okay. Mm -hmm. And so when that whole event happened and when I run into you at McDonald's after your therapy and you showed me your leg, and my God, I, I really left there thinking, this guy's never going to race again. I mean, it was bad. Well, it took five surgeries in a year and a half to get back. Yeah. You know, till I could go back to work, until I could go back to racing, and uh, that's all I could think about was getting myself back. Yeah. And, uh yeah, it was a pretty tough thing. And in fact, that night that that happened, I was in the ambulance, and uh, they gave me morphine. I was in a lot of pain. And then when I got that, I was happy. I called uh, <laughs> I called Vern and said, hey, Vern, you know, I'm not going to be there calmly, you know. And he was like, why? And I said, you need to bring the car home. And uh, uh, I, I got my leg crushed at work, and I'm on my way to the, the hospital. And then I got off the phone from him called the wife calmly and she couldn't blame me either but when they give you that morphine you can overcome about anything <laughs> oh man yeah so when uh you know i heard the story and i seen you rob i thought man this guy ain't never gonna race again so when 2016 rolls around now let's look at uh, picture number 12 look and rob you can tell me is this the mach one that you raced in 16 no that's actually a, a little that, older that was 14 maybe that one was a lot older than that that uh um probably 2007 or 8 okay now all the trophies up there on top of the car that one, was a two, rocket. Three, four, were the what were those uh trophies for up there rob uh dairy brothers two national championships some oddball yeah race, races but mainly my favorites okay so that was it and Hey, stay tuned in. We're going to be asking uh, a couple of the trivia questions. We're going to give away a couple of those good-looking Dunright ball caps. we got a Dunright Racing T-shirt to give away, too. And uh, stay tuned in. We'll ask you the questions. So when I look at that, then uh, there's one other I want to look at here real quick, Rob. Let's look at number 17 uh, quickly, uh, Wook. That was DIMCA National Banquet. Kind of walk us through everybody there. I know Jim Irwin when I look at that, you know, and, and you know, of course, standing behind him, who could forget uh, Elmo? Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Irvin behind him. Which is Jim's son. Yep. Okay. And we got Colton and Vern and myself and uh, another friend. Yeah. And, and was that in the 16 championship? Yeah. So that was the number three you'd won. And, you know, that's pretty amazing. I mean, when you won that thing in 2016, you were literally the oldest guy in IMCA. You were 55 years yep. old to win a national championship. And so how many feature wins did you have that year, Rob? 
uh, what I think it showed eleven or something like that. Yeah, and then in addition to that, you were Davenport Speedway Track champion, and and what other championships did you win that year? Uh, I, I, I think you won East won, Moline. Yeah, East Moline or Makoka, one of the two. I think we won two. And the Illinois State Championship. Yeah. So you had uh, you know all that going on. That's a pretty good season. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. So let's uh, let's look at picture number seven here, Wook. I just grabbed these out of the archives, and they aren't, you know, of you. But, you know, when we talk about some of the racing that you, your dad, was responsible for, I mean, there's old Bobby Jackson, Rock Island, Illinois. He went to work for World of Outlaws, but he's gone now. Yeah. But uh, that was one of the races he won up there at East Moline Speedway. And we can see by his coat, he was uh, racing a Tri-City buggy car. So, hey, if you got any uh, questions for Rocket Rob, just... Uh, yeah, uh, make sure you comment down in the bottom. I got them uh, up here on my phone. Also, while we're on that, please make sure that you like and share. It helps us. It helps the channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, please smash the, uh, the like button, and you'll get auto updates whenever we upload a new episode. Here we go, Carl Thompson. Rob says, uh, my question is, does people booing you bother you or give you more enthusiasm to show them you're the best? That's a good question. Well, uh, I always said that, uh, you know, if they want to pay their $14, $15, I'd much rather them boo or throw beers or whatever they want to do. As long as I left, the, you know, my kids alone, I was fine. Yeah. Uh, as far as the motivation part, eh, sometimes it did. Sometimes it did motivate me. I can remember one night in particular, we had a dairy show at uh, East Moline, and they uh, they introduced me on the thing, and I got booed and uh, I said well you know I'm gonna try and make you boo one more time and I ended up passing Ike with like one lap to go at East Moline and I don't recall getting booed though it was a pretty good pretty good race but uh, uh, you know I don't know that it bothered me one way or the other you know, I, I, I think when you got one of those big fat checks in victory lane, it, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like you don't care, right? Nah. No, yeah. and in fact, that's why I love, uh, you know, East Moline. Yeah, it seemed like the fans were, you know, you were on top of the racetrack. Yeah. Booing, cheering, whatever, that's great. They never sat in the stands. They participated, and, and that's why I liked home. Uh, I'd much rather have them boo than sit there and do nothing and look at the phone or do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to put a picture. Wookie, put number 15 up there. I just want to show this. This wasn't the car I'm going to be talking about, but it is your son. 2016, I'm announcing Davenport Speedway Season Championship. Uh, you ended up picking off the win. Uh, your son, little Bob, uh, ended up finishing second. And Justin Kai uh, rolled home in third place. I mean, that's some pretty heavy hitters to win and, and to beat. And yet, uh, man... Justin Kai, three-time national champion at that time, uh, yeah. and he finished third that night. I mean, it had to make you feel good that old little Bob rolled her home second. Well, you know, he, he had a lot of good runs in the Bell Brothers car. I mean, yeah. that thing was fast, and he is a good driver. And uh, when it was hooked up, it was kind of their car was – they were trying a lot of things, so it was inconsistent. Some nights when he was on, he could beat anybody. He but, was on. You know uh, – that night we had a good night all the all the way around. Um, I'm old school when I find something that works. I don't usually vary, so my car was pretty consistent. Yeah, you know one thing about you, Rob. I always remember there's different types of drivers, finesse drivers, and and uh, Don Bolander would be one of those finesse drivers. But uh, you, I always admired because you were a cowboy man. You could climb in a car. It didn't have to be right on the money. The setup could be off a little bit, but, man, you could always will that thing to the front. I mean, what what was that all about? How did you do that? Um, I don't like to lose. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm a poor sport. Yeah. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah, I know how. That's that's all good uh, things to have going on. Sponsors. Man, J.J. Camper was with you a lot of years. Long yeah. Time. Yeah, Ron. Pretty much on every car I've ever had, I think. Yeah. And Jordana. Ends up marrying one of Ron's uh, yep. boys. Yep, Michael. So we got it in the family now. Yep, but I, I, I like to think I taught him a lot. He probably learned more <laughs> under the, me than anybody. Absolutely, man. I'll agree with that 100%. Great supporters of racing. Uh, DNS uh, Solutions, uh, another one that was on your car for a lot of years. 
Tell me yep. a little bit about that company. Uh, Greg Dinas and Mark Nitz, they 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 fronted me a lot of money, and uh, you know they're from Hillsdale, Hillsdale, and I'm out that area. I still live out there, and uh, they're just really good people. They yep. uh, they supported me a long time. I want to ask you something, uh, Sam and I. We've uh, talked about this before. The best steak you can get in Illinois or Iowa, where do you go for that? The best steak? Best steak. Better than me in my backyard now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've been out there to Hillsdale uh, several times, you know, that steakhouse, yeah. prime steakhouse, they call it. Yeah. yeah. And, man, the guy's a little pricey, and I'm okay with that because he's a mom-and-pop uh, restaurant. But, boy, he's got the best steaks. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. always ranked up there and and that but i like to think i got the best steaks now well we're going to remember that pat yeah we're i know drive right past prime right. we're going to rob's all of these all this equipment is uh is portable rob yeah well, we yeah. can uh we'll have to test that out one yeah. of these days uh, that's after we go out in your shop and we come out the backyard <laughs> that's right you can grill steaks 22 time track champion man there are people that go their whole life and you and i have seen it uh rob pat yeah they, you know they don't want to feature in their whole career and let alone a track championship, and, you know, you won 22 of them things. That's unreal. Well, I, I had a lot of good people around me and a lot of sponsors that helped me, and I, it takes money, and I was blessed that I had a dad that was in the sport. and I never had to start out not knowing because it takes you time to, you know, if you if you just get into it and you don't have somebody that knows what to do, you you got a, a bigger learning curve than somebody that gets to start, yeah, you know, right in, knows something you got a car that can run up front, you right. know. Now, when you guys opened the B&R race uh, shop in Moline, Illinois, uh, what was the whole thought behind that, Rob? Was I know you built an open wheel mod, uh, open wheel mods. I know Brent Pryor drove Gene Mavis's car for a while. It was probably one of the fastest mods i ever seen. What were you guys doing different than the other people were doing at that time? I don't know if we did anything really different. We just uh, paid a lot of attention to the people we helped and uh, we always had good people drive our stuff because we couldn't build very many cars so you got to make sure you drive build them for the right ones right so and you had a pnr car yep and we talked before the show you know my favorite car you had was leaf spring car it was a mono leaf car and i remember i'm announcing pretty heavily back in that day and uh you, you won friday night saturday and sunday and then the next week you come out with a new race car and i thought my god rob that's my car, and I think that ended up going to. Did Jim buy that out in Alpha, and yep. Randy Wages drove it? Yep. Yeah. My God, that was a fast I even car. That one. Yeah. Yep. So hey, let's uh, check this out. Uh, who was your biggest rival at East Moline? Kevin Shorter's asking you that. Well, that ain't gonna be hard. Yeah. Well, I had two really, actually. Uh, uh, Kevin Bloom. Yeah. Uh, you know, we used to go at it. We're, we're friends. Everybody thought we ain't, but we're pretty good friends. Yeah. And then Gary Webb. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. you got to be Webb, yeah. yeah. And then Tony Rogers says, I'm sure you probably don't remember me. Do you remember Tony? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, and then Justin, Justin Velos uh, says he misses you running the car and you need to get back in it. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Don't get him <laughs> yeah, fired up, Justin. Know, that's all it takes. Stop it. Like uh, the fuse. There's old Tim Gould. Hi from South Carolina. Rob's great. Tell him hi. So old uh, Tim Gould wrapped a lot of race cars back in the day around here. And Denny Paulson, another great race fan that's done a lot for the sport there. Gary Miller, uh, thanks for checking in. Watching from Davenport, Iowa. So uh, 2016, when you come back with a vengeance, Rob, you ended up winning that second national championship. What kind of car was that? A rocket. It was a rocket, okay. Yep. What, what year? Oh, no, you, no, 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 You got no, a Mach no. One that uh, year. It was a Mach One. It was a Mach One. Yeah. Now, yeah. who did you get that car from? Uh, we bought it from uh, Lynn Richards. Oh, okay, all right. Yep. I remember that. At, uh, uh, Mount Pleasant, Iowa. I remember that. Yep. He, you know, he still got cars to this day. So, uh, the Mach One. Tell us a little bit about the history for the people who don't know who was building Mach Ones and what the whole history of that company was. Well, uh, that was Mike Humphrey, and he he was like, uh, when we were building cars, Mike had his shop, and he was building cars. We actually had a competition uh, who could have the most win cars, you know, between gnome wheels and stuff. He didn't really right. yeah. have too many late models at that time. Neither did we, but 
we we actually had a board in our shop and we put wins for who up there and we <laughs> he didn't know that but we kept but i was always good friends with mike uh and i know he built a good car he built lots of good mods and stuff and uh that particular car that we bought from lynn uh it has a good history uh uh mike uh who who drove it from right uh i'm gonna have to uh come up with that name here in a minute but there was a couple of drivers that were in that car yeah yeah but that car was always fast and then you know when you got it rob i mean man all of a sudden you you pick off your first feature win and all of a sudden boom you got five wins in that car and all of a sudden you're leading national points again and you know that was when i thought man this is going to be a kind of a learning curve here for rob because of your severe injuries and i thought it'd take a while to get that thing back on track but man when you get behind the wheel of the car, answer me this. Like when you got that pain in the leg and the green flag drops, do you still feel that pain or are you just so focused you forget about it? Well, normally you would, but like like I was telling you before, uh, uh, you ever get a cramp in your leg in the middle of the night and have to wake up? Well, my leg, when it does that, cramps on the front side of my leg. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like double that pain and it lasts longer than a few minutes and when that happens uh it makes it really hard and rob you were telling us about a story before we went on air about a time that happened yeah tell happened, us about that it happened at davenport and i was leading the feature and it was toward the end of the season and i knew i had to have we had a we were winning and they had a restart with like three laps to go and and what uh, makes my leg act up is not the racing because when you're pushing the pedal all the way down that you're 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 in one position right sure but when you're driving on the parade laps or you know the restarts uh you're working your foot more so my leg cramped up on the restart and i was like oh i can't give this race up i'd be i'd look like a coward if i pull off the track right now <laughs> yeah so i i drove the last three laps with my left foot oh my i God, didn't with your left foot yeah i just uh you know it was a slick track night that night and uh, which Davenport's usually is nice and smooth and slick. And yeah. it was right around the tires. And I was like, well, as long as I don't bobble too bad, you know, they're not going to get around me. So I, I I, didn't switch foot to the brake, but I just lifted and drifted. And, and I made it through the last three laps and won, won the feature. Do you realize how cool that is, though? Yeah. So a little quick story. When I was 16, and, and Kelly's got a, a an old BMX bike in here, I was taking driver's ed. I was on my way to drivers at the AADTA. I don't know if you guys remember the AADTA right. down the one way, right yeah. on the, the Moline Rock Island. Down Moline, yeah. I was horsing around on my bike and broke all five bones in my right foot. Oh my gosh! Okay? So I had a cast in my right foot. Well, I finished driver's ed with a cast in my foot, learning to drive with my left foot. My driver's ed instructor would not let me drive hmm. with my left foot. But here you are, and I thought I was cool driving yeah. a streetcar with my left foot. But here's Rocket Rob. Winning main events at Davenport with his left foot. Man, well, that is that I is impressive. If I wasn't leading and it wasn't that I mean the circumstances really fit it. Yeah. But uh I had no choice. Yeah. I mean it was either pull out and I and my Love conscience it. was saying, You ain't gonna pull out leading a race. What what is oh um, uh, my my foot wouldn't do it no more. Yeah, no, I can't do yeah. that. Yeah. You know, and that's that's where I get asked a lot where we get the name true grit. And that's part of that true grit that's you know, right, a true grit a right perfect, there man that's a perfect example of the yeah. true grit you're like there's no way there's no way hey we got some done right uh ball caps to give away they are nice caps and we're going to go with our first question here what years did rob win his national championships there was three of them There's three of them give us all three years and you're going to get one of those snappy looking red and gray done right tv ball caps and shane where are they going to put the answer at uh, they're going to put it right in the chat in the that we're looking we at, comment section. And three years, right? Three years. Give us those three years. All three. All Just got to get all three to get them to get it right. Got to get them all three. Start banging away, and you'll get you a free ball cap. You can pick it up over here at Dunright Studios at 1414 West Locust Street in Davenport, Iowa. And before we get back to Rob, we're going to talk about coming up this weekend, Hoker Trucking East Series Super Late Models rolling into Davenport Speedway Friday, May 27th. IMCA Modifieds will be running, IMCA Sport Mods, Street Stocks, and Sport Compacts. Gates open at 4 p.m., Grandstands at 5, Hot Laps at 6.30. 
Poker Trucking Super Late Models at Davenport Speedway this weekend. Saturday, we're going to head on up 61, go a little north, up to Maquoketa Speedway, Saturday, May 28th. Poker Trucking East Super Late Models again. They'll be running uh, support classes, IMCA mods, sport mods, stock cars, hobby stocks, and sport compacts. And then they're going to wrap that weekend up at uh, East Moline Speedway at the Rock Island County Fairgrounds. Again, the Hoker Trucking. Yeah. So uh, get out, check it out. A lot of great racing. We had some rainouts there for a while, but we're starting to kind of hit our That's pace right. here. And we'd love to see you now. Timbo Gould, he's uh, asking, does Rob ever plan to race again? Be nice to see him behind the wheel. Well, he knows already. I've, I contemplated it. I contemplated getting one this year. I, I've been looking. Uh, I'm not ever going to say I'm not going to. I know right. I still can. I just uh, I got my building done, and and I'd like to. I mean, I love racing. There's nothing. I mean, uh, my whole life, that's all I wanted to do. Um, and I can. It just, I'll tell you, I mean, this this country right now is crazy and the expenses, the fuel, the tires. I don't know how these uh, guys do it, but I know I'm just a working man and, and, and an old one. I'm going to be 61 in October and I want to retire. (laughs) I want to retire. And, uh, you know, I got things in place and, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to race. And, and I just, that's really the biggest hang it. I do. I'm reading your posts and Bob Miller put Oh seven. You're right, Bob. I did leave out uh, one of my biggest competitors, Matt. Definitely, we had a lot of racing together. Matt <laughs> definitely is. Oh, Matt Ryan's one of those guys, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's one of, one of my competitors. Well, it looks like, uh, what do we got? Tim Gould, uh, 01, 05, and 16. That's right. Those are the three years. That's ding, great. Ding, ding, Hey, tell me, uh, uh, Tim Gould's talking about the Black Mamba. Is that one of your nicknames, Rob? Oh, yeah, we nicknamed, uh, you know, Elmo and I, we come up with all kinds of crazy <laughs> names, and, and some of them won't be appropriate to talk about. So we'll, we'll. But that was a good one. The Black Mamba won a lot of races and stuff. Uh, all right. Yeah, I, we name all of our cars, and they have their own uh, personalities. Yeah. Okay. Hey, question number two. We got Tim Gould down for the win on number one, right, Wook? That's right. Okay. So we are going to get to number two. I got it right here. Let me flip it over. And uh, question number two, Rocket Rob ran uh, the old Have a Tampa racing series, one of my favorite ones out there. Tell me the years Rob ran Have a Tampa. We want to see that up there. We'll give away another one of these uh, done right ball caps. And uh, two two years, right? Two years. Two years. Tell us what two years Rob ran Have a Tampa. And while we're waiting for those answers to come rolling in, we will uh, ask you, Rob. What was your favorite uh, racing memory of your long and storied career? Well, you know, my favorite place to race has always been Burlington, Iowa. And, and when I started going down there, they used to have uh, the Pepsi 100 every year. And that was my goal to win it. And I mean, a lot of good people won before me. And I wanted, and they display it proudly of the people at Burlington in their grandstands. Uh, you know, I wanted to get my name there. And, you know, the first year that I had an opportunity to win, I won and, and then got it taken away for me because I was seven pounds light. Seven oh, pounds. Yeah, I lost about 15 grand. It was 10,000 for the race of all the free stuff that goes with it. It was about 15 grand oh, for God. being light. Now, if anybody knows me, I've never been light. <laughs> I'm not a seven pounds light. You know, most people take that as a compliment, but no, it was a very disturbing thing. But, then one of those luckily, who's doing tech. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Their scale said I was light, but I, I, I've never been light. Man, couldn't ever. you find any <laughs> mud to drive through to spin your tires? But you figured you were going to make weight. Oh, uh, yeah. I never worried about weight. But uh, at least I got uh, the opportunity the next year I, I brought her home. So I, I got that done. So that race, uh, I dominated that race. We lapped all but, I think, three cars that year. And, wow. And, uh I got it. I got revenge and got that behind me. That's awesome. Nice. Ashley Durbin shouting out. She says one of my favorite guys. Heck of a wheel man. She's got the last name Durbin. Got to be a good gal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh Whipple. Hello, Rob. What's up? There he is out there. So uh, Robert Miller, you're close, close, but no cigar. We don't have a winner yet. Yeah. So 
What did you enjoy most about driving a race car, Rob? I love competition, and yeah. and that's that's another really big reason. Uh, you know, Davenport's been getting the cars. I mean, uh, Ricky, he does a hell of a job getting people motivated to come there, and he does whatever it takes and gets them there. And, and you know, I, I stay away because I know if I go, I'm going to have one. And, <laughs> and, it's like a drug. But I, right. I do still watch the results and stuff, and, I, you know, he, he gets a better turnout. But, I mean, I just like the competition. And, I, you know, I play Texas Hold'em uh, cards, and I travel and play some tournaments and that. And, and, you, and it's still – Still it's not that competition, the same, but man. It's still We're not competition. Saying, it's still competition. That's right. You know, Friday night over there at Davenport, we had 30 sport mods. We started them all. Uh, you know, you just get crazy numbers over there at uh, yeah. Davenport. And I think they continue. It's not by to, accident. No, it's not. And, you know, number one, I always like that track. You know, it's always smooth and in good shape. Burlington, kind of the same way. Yep. And then uh, they're always improving things. Now, you know, some of the things they got going on over there. They're going to be building skyboxes that are coming off turn four on the uh, wow. half mile. Yeah. Uh, they've already got it all scraped off. If you uh, came in the pit area Friday night, you see all the dirt that's all leveled out now. That's going to be all in concrete when the weather is good enough to get all the concrete in. But uh, they've got a lot of great plans for that track. Oh, yeah. And I think that, you know, it's very fan friendly. People want to watch races at that track. They put on a good show, and there's a lot of cars there and a lot of quality cars. And those are ones you want to beat. And and they've done a lot to improve the, just continuously. I mean, the, the surface is nice. The walls are all repainted. They got new fencing around there. They do and, and the racing surface is just like like you mentioned. The racing surface is is top notch. It's not that it's not that old blown off you know super dry stock car tracks that you always hear about. I mean, Ricky and the guys do an amazing job having quality quality racetracks. Always have. Uh, I, yeah. Not to interrupt, but yeah, I mean Rick. I mean, he'd give you the shirt off your back. One yeah. time I lost a rear end. He had a rear end with him. Sent me home with it. Didn't ask me for nothing. I returned it. And, uh, uh, you know, he, the guy's great. That's why he's got people. That's why he's got cars. Yeah. Reachy good. Man, he's got the equipment. I mean, my God, how many people have a semi with a tanker behind it to water a half mile right. when he run the half mile? Uh, you know, he's got all the proper equipment to prepare the track right. So, uh, how many different tracks do you think you've raced at over the years, Rob? Oh, gosh. I know. I don't know. I mean, when I raced for Dave Ostrom, he sent me anywhere and everywhere. I'd come in on a, a Monday, and he'd say, hey, you're going here? I had to go. Yeah. I worked for him. I got to go. Uh, he, he gave me a lot of experience by sending me places I'd never been. And racing against the best of the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's very a, cool. All hey, right. did you ever have a, did you ever have a, a, a single race? that you were never able to either run at or win that you really wanted to? Not necessarily just locally, but anywhere. Uh, no, I pretty much have done, uh, you know, I'd like to went to Charlotte or, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah, very cool. Okay. Hey, we're going to go to uh, Wookie. Let's see what picture we're going to bring up. Uh, number 10. So that one is, you know, one of the races that, uh, you know, I yeah. enjoy watching every year. During December, mm -hmm. Rob, I, I remember you rolling on the racetrack, and, you know, you're down there. You're putting it on, and, man, you have, you're in the big dance. You're just walking off with it, and the car shut off. Yeah, uh, we had engine troubles, and actually it was my fault. We'd, uh, we'd uh, switch engines, and, and we had one line that wasn't, put on right and it caused uh oil deprived to the main bearing and and started to tighten up uh you know i've never done that in my whole career of racing and i've I installed i don't know how many engines and stuff it just you know you do things and you you change a, a little bit different engine you you don't concentrate and you put one line on wrong and it cost you it cost me big because we would have if we would have won that heat, we were going to start up front, not only in one of the first night features, right. which would have gave me a good shot to be in the dance. Uh, it, it, it would have, Rob. And, right. you know, knowing you and having watched you all these years, uh, you would have been in. So, uh, you know, that was a tough break. But let's talk about that. You know, some you know, guys, that they pack them in down there during oh, December. Yeah. Why do people like to go down there for that race? Because it's not the smoothest track. You and I talked about smooth tracks. 
I, they just like the action. I mean, you're going to watch them bounce on off the wall, climb the fences. You're going to see some rollovers. You're going to see – I mean, you put 900 horsepower on a track that – I mean, the first year that we went down there, we uh, we took our weekly uh, IMSA spec motor and actually timed in pretty good, like 31st or something uh-huh. out of 100 cars. And, uh, you know, we were respectable. And uh, then the next year uh, – we we got an engine that was uh, maybe a 700 horsepower engine okay. that was a, a 350 motor right. that was more suited for a small track and I think we had it right on and like I said it was just my mistake yeah you know it was my mistake look at that Jerry Mackey uh, checking in there Rocket Rob go Vikings yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Viking fan. Yeah, and old Jerry, he's been around racing forever. He's announcing up at uh, Maquoketa now, but forever he was, uh, uh, you know, the man up there at West Liberty and Farley and all those tracks up in that market. And uh, kind of nice to see that he's still out there, uh, you know, got a microphone in his hand and yeah. having a good time. Uh, Daryl Caldwell, nice to see you, Rob. That's yeah. one of my buddies. We just work together. Yeah. Very cool. How do you like that? So. That is, uh, you know, a wonderful picture. And then, of course, this uh, picture number 18, uh, Rob. They're going to have you. Uh, you're with Brett Root, uh, president of IMCA. And on the left there, now, uh, Speedway Motors, Speedy Bill Smith, not yeah. him. Is that his son that's on the left there? Speedway's I believe that, that's his son. Clay Smith. That's his name. Clay that's Smith. It, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that... Uh, and that would have been 2016. Yeah. Man, that's something. You know, uh, people dream about winning, uh, you know, an IMCA national title. And, you know, I got one with old Dino Dan Norton, and you know, Dan. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's something that you carry that with you the rest of your life. And when you look around at the, you know, the thousands and thousands of people we've seen race, uh, you know, over our careers, and... You know, you didn't get one championship. You got three of them things. I mean, three. It's just, that's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, it's just a testament to, uh, you know, how good a driver you are, Rob. And well, we all wear our pants the same way. I had a lot of good help and a lot of good people around me. So, yeah. And a lot of good sponsors. Yeah. I mean, so many I don't even want to get into that because we'd be here for a couple <laughs> hours. Yeah. I, mean, I went to thinking about that and uh, I started making a list, and you can't believe the list. And, hey, we're going to give away some more stuff. we got some swag over there, Dunright TV, Team Dunright. we got a T-shirt over there. Got Garrett Albertson on that thing. And uh, Tyler Soppy, one of the cars we sponsor here at Dunright TV. And so uh, this one's going to be a tough one. We're going to go with uh, question three. What was your best finish? What was Rocket Rob's best finish when he was running the uh, Habit Tampa Series in – what track was it at? What place? So I just want to know a track and what position he finished in on the Habitampa series, uh, being his best finish uh, when he was running that series. So With the Habitampa uh, series. And by the way, we didn't announce that Tim Gould, Timbo Gould, also won the T-shirt. So he's hot. He's hot right he's now, hot. Tim. He's, he's a friend. friend. He, he ought to know. Yeah, he you ought to know. <laughs> but I tell right. you what, that should motivate everybody else to get this one right. Yeah, Tim, we're yeah. going to cut you out of this one. Yeah, you're not, you're not allowed right. to answer I'll give some of the people a hint, though. It was in this area. It was in this area. There you go. And you start talking about, hey, uh, Sheila Ryan. Hey, Rob, good to see you. Hope to see you soon. Man, now, Sheila, that's a racer's wife like nobody else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She loves racing. And we've 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 drank a few uh, cocktails together. Yeah, yeah. I miss those times for sure. <laughs> and then we got Terry Stock in there. Hello, Terry, watching from Bluegrass, Iowa. And you know that's a track that's gone now, Rob. Yeah. But uh, how'd you like Old Hawkeye Raceway? You know, uh, it was a it was a different beast. I mean. Uh, they wouldn't quit playing with the track all the time. Most of the time, it was it it was fun, but it was it was. Uh, he had this little scraper thing, and it would make like whoop de woos and box scraper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, sometimes they got pretty big, and you wouldn't know where you were going to land. But uh, I, you know, I didn't get to race it a whole lot. But yeah, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I, I was, uh, you know, I I regretted that, but I remember you talking about the whoop de woos. I remember uh, Kevin Weber, it was either the Governor's Cup or the Yellow Challenge, led that thing all the way up 
checkered flag lap heading into three, and he hits that ski jump in turn three, and when the car comes <laughs> down, bird cages, everything broke on the car, it oh. rotates, and Ray Gus is driving the yellow 50 uh, precision performance car, and he rolls by him and picks up the big win, and he wasn't even within a straightaway of Weaver, but uh, the old ski jump got him. Yeah, the aggressive guys like me wouldn't like that track because you'd beat your car to death there. Yeah. You would. You would. And you'd always feel bad. you go, hey, uh, you know, nobody hit me. I didn't hit anybody. And yet, you know, I got two bent shocks and a bent wheel. And, you know, that's no fun. Yeah, today that's thousands. All yeah. right. Yeah. There's uh, Kevin Schroeder uh, saying, checking in from Farley, Iowa. Uh, you know, an old modified racer there. And uh, let me take a look here. Who's the cleanest guy you ever raced against? Ray Gus. Ray Gus, there you go. Man, that guy was... Shout out, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. he was smooth. Yep. Uh, Ray and I went to high school together. He's our age, Rob, and uh, that guy was smooth as glass, whether he was in the 75 car, 50 car. I mean, just a good driver. Justin. Justin Kai's a clean driver, too. He, he, he sure is. Like he's yep. fast all the time. Them, too. They're uh, smooth and, and both. Both that way. Yeah. Hey, Tom Seppington says, Farley, Iowa, where you finished second. Rob, is that right? You know, I did finish second in a show at Farley, Iowa, a big race, but I don't know if that was Havatampa or not. I don't think it was Havatampa. That's a good guess, uh, though. I think that was a Bush series. Bush Uh, series, right. Okay. Good guess, though. But thanks for remembering that. Yeah. That that was a good highlight, but I'm pretty sure that was a – Bush Series race. So we're going to help you guys out a little bit. He finished fifth that night, have a Tampa Series. Let us know what track that was at. What track did Rob finish fifth at? Keep keep guessing and you'll figure it out. So, uh, hey, if you could team up with a driver from the past, you know, like for me, I always uh, thought, you know, I'd like to, you know, race with, you know, a guy like Benny Hofer. And that would be a guy that I'd like to have a teammate, just be around him, and he liked clowning around but was fast. You have one of them old guys that uh, you would like to have had working out of the same shop with you, Rob? And well, I don't know about – I never really thought of that, but, you know, I kind of did my racing as a, as a Gary Webb. You know, Gary always yeah. worked hard on his stuff, always meticulous, always – working hard on his stuff and I always looked up to even though Gary raced for my dad and I was kind of a sour young kid and wa- thought man I want to be the guy behind the wheel and I, uh but I always appreciated uh his efforts and I I wanted to be like that and I I think I'm kind of the same way yeah um and then I also like Roger Long was because Roger used to travel up to uh, our track, and right. he was a fast guy and a clean guy too, and uh, which, uh, you know, I've, I've not really been called smooth or clean or any of those <laughs> things. On. I'm going to do what it takes. I came to put on a show, and it, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And you did. I mean, man, that's one thing you can say about you, Rob, is you always put on a great show. And, you know, you talk about, you know, your dad ran those triple 25s, twin 50s, the core is 100. Let's pop up picture number eight, Wookie. While we're, while we're doing that, Shane, it looks like we might have a winner. Yeah. Wook's got him. Tom Sappington. Tom Sappington. All right. So he's going to be the winner of the, what was it again? T-shirt. The T-shirt. And he's got a T-shirt pick, swag. Where can you pick it up at? 1414 West Locust Street right here in Davenport, That's Iowa. Right, the beautiful Dunright TV Studios. Yeah. So Don Bolander, Glassford, Illinois, topped the Paps Blue Ribbon 100 at, held at Quad City Raceway in East Moline, Illinois. So that was right before your dad started promoting, because when I look up there, I see Skip Chick on the left. Yeah. But uh, your dad continued that on. We had those PBR 100s, Coors 100s, Valvoline 50s. I mean, uh, really, you know, Dick Taylor, you're talking about Don Bolander, all the Dick Potts from Morocco, Indiana. I really got to see all this top talent. You know, and back then you could afford to travel. It didn't cost a lot of money. Your fuel wasn't crazy. Right. Tires weren't crazy. And uh, we got to see the best of the best of the best up there. And, you know, it was always a decent price. And I know your dad sold a lot of beer on those <laughs> A lot yeah. of beer. I know yeah. everybody around like me 32 was kegs one night. Uh, not say it again, Rob. Thirty-two kegs. Thirty-two. One night. That was the most we ever sold in one night. Thirty-two kegs. And you yeah. had to run out. I mean, that was it. 
Yeah. You're like tapped out. You got to go down wow. this. Go to Walt. Wow. Well, one time they brought in a, a beer wagon. They called, you know, I don't know who dad got a hold of on a Sunday, but called and said they were out, you know, and they, uh, Stern or whoever it was that was doing our beer, yeah. they, they hurried up and sent a beer wagon over. Oh, my God. And I remember your dad at the beer stand, they had people, all they're doing, they know the beer is going to sell. They're filling the cups, you know, Jerry Dean, one of them, setting them there yeah. and setting them there. And they might have 40 cups of beer already pre-poured because, man, it was Can't flying wait. out That's as right. quick as it came That's in. right. Supply and demand right oh, there. Oh, it was. Yeah, then were the good old days. At Davenport, they used to sell racks of of beers, you yeah. know, yeah. five five beers, you know. And as a kid, I'd be underneath the grandstand there trying to get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Open bleachers. Love it. So uh, racing, Rob, if you could race, you know, like in the 80s and 90s or today, what would you prefer and why? Well, I mean, as far as my best years, I mean, my dad started the racetrack in 80, the year I graduated high school. He had it for 23 years, and definitely Amazing. they were the best times of racing competition in our area and the volume of cars. I mean, you know, people could afford it more now. Now you're looking at, you know, if you get, you know, Weekly, I mean, our, our dairy shows, we used to get 40, 50 cars. Yeah, I right. mean, you don't you right. just don't see it anymore because it's just so high. I mean, they want sixty up to 60000 for a roller and late model. And, and you know, even your weekly spec motor is over $30,000. I mean, it's, 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 it's gotten crazy. crazy. So I remember uh, when your dad started that Dirt Track Classic back in 82. I mean, man, that race, it was a two-day show. Kenny Roberts, who owns Garrett Albertson's late model, yeah. Herschel's uh, boy, he had a band called Night Breeze. So, boy, at the end of qualifying on Saturday night, you know, they got the band going. Your dad had somebody come up there and roast a hog, and we all had coupons oh, from yeah. down the pits. And you got in line, and you went and got your, uh, you know, your hog sandwich. And uh, it was just kind of a party atmosphere. Yeah, People it was like were an out. event. They're having a good time. Guys got their trailers uh, wide open. They're yeah. talking to people. You go down the pits, and that was kind of the atmosphere that, uh, you know, was at Speedway back then. And, you know, we had a good time. A well, good I think times. that's where a lot of them missed the boat. I mean, for me, you know, you'd, you'd race, and after the races, you want to wait for the people to come down. If you're going to drink beer with them or you're going to talk to kids, you're going to, like, I don't have half the – not even close. I, I've gave away most of my trophies. When kids come down, I give them my trophy. If they ask for it, I give it to them. Just and to uh, them. you know, they uh, that that was half the fun is is what happens afterward. Well, right. these new promoters and stuff, they want to save a dollar. They want the lights turned off instantly. They want you out of their their place. Well, you're not going to build racing back to where it ever was or close to it if you don't allow the kids and people to enjoy their time when they're there. And I don't mean the two or three hours they're watching the race. There's a lot more to it than that. And, and you know what? You touched on something that I've, that I've noticed that I think is also different between the stock car racing and the sprint car racing. And the sprint car racing is a little bit this way now too. But, but it, with the souvenir trailers behind the grandstands, people can buy – they can buy their swag during the races, but it still there is no replacement to, like you say, after the races, coming down in the pits and, and standing in line at a trailer and buying your T-shirt from the from the guy and, and standing there and engaging in them and seeing the car and smelling it and all of the stuff. And it seems like an awful lot of the time, by the time the races are over, everybody's loaded up and gone already. Yeah, I'm, and you got to make time for them kids that come down. I mean, yeah. they're the they're the future, you know. Right. If you don't. You know, they might be a friend. They might say, oh, I like that number 39 or 07, whatever. Sure. But they want to put a face to that car. So you, the only way they're going to do that is by being taken down there. You, right. you need to allow the time. Right. Yeah. And you get the autograph. I still remember standing in line getting autographs and setting in cars. And and, uh, and you never forget that. Oh, yeah. I was privileged to that because, you know, my dad raced, my grandfather raced, and, and I knew all these people <laughs> like family. Right. So it was no biggie to me, yeah. but you know, the people that aren't around it and they come down, they bring their child down, want to 
want to meet the driver, it's a big deal to them. So you need to make that time for them. Yep, yep. One more question. Give away another shirt. Uh, We want to know how many feature wins Rob had in his career. How many feature wins? Give us a number. we got a brand-new black T-shirt. You can type it in the message uh, section of the board out there when you're watching the program. Uh, Total total feature wins. Total feature wins. Total. Also, while we have a a, a pause, if you're watching – whether you're watching on, on Facebook or on YouTube, please make sure that you like and share. I know there's two different things, like it, and then also share it to your post. It helps us. It helps the show. Tom, um, it's a lot more than that. It's something that we all love. What did Tom have down? Tom, come on. Oh, Josh is coming <laughs> less, to life. Less than 522. Josh is coming to life. Okay. Hey, how about that? Look at that. That's right. Now we got some players in there. Nice. Yeah. Jay's in there, too. Jay's a little low, but, uh, uh, you know, he's got the right idea. Tom, we're going to have to get you to more races. <laughs> but anyway, uh, DunRight.TV, uh, go out there, That's www.DunRight.TV. Right. You can buy the program each and every week, live, $20, if you want to watch all the past racing from the past two years. Tom, you're real close. Tracks. They are getting close. Uh, eight different tracks, all the past racing, all of our past shows. You can uh, do that, uh, $14.95 a month. So That's a deal. Check it out, man. That's a deal. Love to have you on board. Uh, Tim Crownover, $4.56. Close. Tim's really close. That's right, four ninety eight. You guys in the Tim. 400s, you're there. Tom Sappington, four seventy. Okay. You guys are getting there. Uh, Jay let's Garvey, see. also really close. Something we always ask people, Rob, you know. Uh, a little less. I'm over there when people are checking in over at Davenport Speedway or, you know, Liberty or wherever I happen to be working that night. Bob's the lot, closest. A lot of the drivers uh, have superstitions. And there are drivers that only draw with their left hand when they're pulling out of the chip bag. There are guys that when you see them putting on their gloves to go drive, they put the right glove on first. Do you have any superstitions? Uh... No, I know a lot of people don't like green. Uh, I, in fact, green's my favorite color. So you I got made, green on your car. Yeah, yeah, I you know a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't have anything to do with that. But uh, uh, you know, they'd say peanuts. Don't eat peanuts around my car and stuff. Peanuts you know, the only time I ever got like that is if somebody else said something and something goes wrong. But I never really worried about those things. I just tried to control what I could control. That's good. That's good. Pat, do you have any superstitions back when you were racing? Oh heck yes! Yeah, I, yeah. Oh yeah, I got to put my I got to put my uniform on the right direction and make sure I put it on. I always put my right foot on first and my right shoe on first. Yeah, that's the way to oh, go, yeah. man. Uh, one of my favorite stories back in the day was Doug Wolfgang um, had one of those little. You guys remember little parachute guys? Okay. Little plastic parachute guys that you'd throw up and they'd float mm-hmm. down. They had taken one of those and strapped on the cage. He was running for Gary Stanton, and he went on a, a super hot streak and uh, won a whole bunch of races in a row with this little character. They had him strapped to the front of the cage of the race car. And uh, he ended up one night crashed the car, and Stanton came over that night and said, hey, you know what the heck happened? He, and as he crashed, Matched he actually the was looking like this as he turned and crashed into the wall. It turned out that little guy got knocked off there, and he was reaching for him. Are you kidding me? Crash the car. Yeah. Oh, my God. Crash the car. Oh, hey, it happens. Yeah, that's when you went. Uh, that's when you remember and say, oh, I got a superstition. <laughs> when something bad happens. Yeah. You know, yeah exactly. Or something. All right. I'm not superstitious, but uh, I'm also not going to tempt luck, right? Now, Rob, I got, uh, you know, I love food. And that's why I'm the size I am. But uh, do you have a favorite racetrack or racetrack food that, I mean, I always like going to Boone and having their steak sandwiches. Man, they had good steak sandwiches. Well, again, it'd go back to uh, Burlington. They had butterfly pork chop sandwiches down there. They were great. Uh, And Burlington was my favorite track all the way around. I mean, you had it all down there. A nice facility for years. Johnny Johnson owned the place and shoveled a lot of money into it and made it it where it was. And now, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of the drivers, we used to have fun just across the river after the races. They had Gulfport there. and <laughs> 440s closed. Yeah. That, they called Gulfport yeah. the hub of hell. Yeah. yeah. So when it flooded, yeah. they were happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we had, you know, we had a lot of boy fun there. and uh, A lot of boy fun. It, it, was, it was a lot of, a lot of good times. I mean, me and Matt Ryan, me and Kurt Martin, oh, man, <laughs> 
God, I hope I ain't getting all these guys in trouble. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Steve Bowley. <Right. laughs> I mean, we had we had some fun, good fun, nothing nothing bad. Sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. Nothing and, uh, bad. I've spent many many hours in Burlington. I've always loved that place. Tom Sappington, really close at four forty two. The other right. direction. There we go. <laughs> you know, up at West Liberty, I don't know. They had uh, uh, it was uh, tenderloin. That's what I liked up at Liberty. They had these huge tenderloins, and somebody told me there was a local grocery store there in town that was making them for uh, the racetrack. But boy, they were the best. And uh, ding, that's ding, something I always look to. What do we got up there? Cody wins. Cody, Cody Brewster. Cody Brewster. All right. Cody Brewster, you're our grand prize winner. You pick up your t shirt at where again, Shane? 14 West Locust Street, right on the way to the racetrack. We're open until 5 o'clock. Stop in and see Misty, and she'll that's get right. her shirt for also you. Also, check out the electric bikes. Yeah, that's right. Nice little got those bikes cross-section electric there. bikes. Uh, so talk a little bit about the uh, cost of racing today versus the cost of racing back in, you know, when we talked about the 80s and 90s when your dad had, you know, all the great shows. And something else I forgot to bring up, Rob. Your dad paid late models 1000 to win. What was he paying to start back then? I know you didn't care about that, but it was 150 or 200. It, it, was, it was. That I was, was pretty high. That's a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot and of a money. thousand, yeah. and nobody's paying that thousand to win today. No, uh, well, they don't. I mean, we don't have the cars or quite the people in the stands that we used to have. I mean, you got so many things going on now. You know, kids nowadays they want to be on the phone and games and. You know, things that we need to get these kids back out and do the hands-on stuff. And and uh, that's really, the to me, the problem. I mean, uh, you just and, – and the cost of everything has just went up. I mean, like you were saying, or for instance, I mean, when I came back in 2016, I had a car that I wanted. That was uh, Lynn Richards. And I bought the car, the, the, the car, the trailer, everything. Forty grand cash. Wow! You can't even buy a roller for what I paid for that oh, car yeah. in 2016. I got wow! I got uh, you know everything, shots, everything. spare spares, everything, everything. Wow. I walked out forty grand, and I bought that car, and I put new body and stuff on it, and made some some minor changes to it, but I mean pretty much the way they had it, and that's why I thought it was a good car. I was just going to have a good solid car to come back to, and. Uh, now you, you're gonna spend even for a weekly car probably 60, 80 grand. The tires used to cost us 82.50 a piece. Now they're up <laughs> to around 250, and that ain't even that far back. And racing fuel, I don't even know. But these are the things that are really holding me back from wanting to do it because, you know, I, a guy don't want to work all week and just you know, not get your money back or at least come close to breaking even. But, uh, you know, and that's one interesting you're talk, thing you're talking about, Rob, is you you knew where you had to finish every night to, you know, be at the break even or make a little money. Right. And oh, yeah, that was always fourth or fifth. You have to be in the yeah. top four or five. And right. then you could, you're all right, you you're know. All right. But now it's more like one or two. Yeah. yeah. For, for the, you know, the same type of money you're going to spend you know each and every night it's costing you x amount of dollars to get to the track to get in the fuel in the car or a right rear tire every three nights uh, you know and you figure all that up and you know if it's four hundred dollars you got to look down the prize money where's four hundred at where's my break in even point right and uh and that's how i always raced and how i learned to race so that's smart you know yeah. Probably my one of my best years, couple years, is when I bought my big rig years ago. That I payment, that. yeah, that that payment was sixteen hundred and fifty dollars a month. So oh my God. <laughs> I yeah. won, I won thirty some features that year. I had to to yeah. make my payments, you know. So yeah, right, run I mean, Pat over to get that money yeah. to make that payment. Huh? Yeah, there was gonna be no friends. It's about making money for sure. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, Matt Whipple up there. This is 2009 helping Rob at Burlington for the Pepsi Nationals. Rob started 24th and got third. How do you end up starting 24th that year? Ah, uh, well, must, actually, must have broke something, Rob, and had to. We drove for another guy that uh, 
that year uh, oh, out of okay. uh, Waterloo. It owns rent-to-own rent stores. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, we didn't keep the house, the car home and stuff. We never worked on it. And uh, it, we just got better as the night went. Yeah, kind of looks that way. Yeah. Uh, Tim Crownover talking about, loved watching all three of you guys race over the years. Thanks for all the great memories. A lot of great memories on your end, Rob. Uh, a lot of good things to talk about there. And then Josh Whipple talking about parking next to you in Davenport in 16. All right. The magic season of 2016. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like when you had that big rig. You had the toter and uh, the big trailer. Yeah. My God, that was a place to be, uh, you know, at the racetrack. You always had something going on at Rob's trailer. <laughs> so I remember those days. Well, that that was some of the good and the bad. I mean, uh, you know, I was there to have fun. Sometimes I shouldn't have had fun. Uh, it would have been better the night, next night. But, yeah. uh, you know, I enjoyed <laughs> for the day. Oh, that's it. funny. Man, I think I some it. of those good times. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then uh, Pat? Decided to step out of a, uh, a sprint car, and he got an open-wheel modified. He got a rage car, nice car. Yeah. Goes out last week, going down a backstretch, Rob. And uh, somebody uh, decided to drive off the track and decided to steer back out, and the car hooked a hard left right into Pat. I mean, it happened at the perfect moment, which wasn't really the perfect moment. And Pat ripped the rear end, trailing arms, bird cages, drive shaft, everything out of the car. So, Pat, your first night. You're out there just wanting to get seat time. Yeah. So that's, that's not the way the, not the way I wanted to go. Heat race was all right. You know, yeah. And I was I was trying to learn in the main and, and yeah, I didn't even really get a chance. And unfortunately we tore the snot out of the car. So Man. we're gonna have to we'll be out probably however long it takes to, to fix it, wreck the chassis and re drive line, rear end and a bunch of stuff. So And well, you got Andy Eckrich up there at yeah. uh, Precision helped me out on that yep, thing. Andy's so. a great guy and I'm taking it up to him probably Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got the right car and the right people helping, that's for sure. So, yeah, it'll be back. Yeah. So, Rob, yeah, we'll if you back. were ever to race again, would you run IMCA again? Would you run an open motor car or what class well, would you come back to? Yeah, if I raced again, I will, you know, I can't, own motor, forget it. I, you can't afford that. Yeah. Uh, it would have to be weekly. I would, I would run Davenport and East Molina at home. So, okay. it has to be that route. Now, the oatmeal modified you had that you were like literally unbeatable in and you sold it. Yeah. What year would that have been, Rob? Um, uh, years, uh, we had uh, 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah. Because, nice. my God, uh, you know, I'm working over at Davenport announcing that. Yeah. And, you know, it was like everybody's racing for second. What kind of car was that? We had a JRT. Okay. And,. Who ended up with that car? Because did you end up buying a show car after that at the PRI show, or what was the deal there? Yeah, um, I don't know. I buy and sell I cars, so I don't <laughs> stay <laughs> attached to them. But uh, they come and go, you know. But uh, yeah, we that last one we got was a PRI show car, uh, and actually the one that Doug had the year before was probably a faster car. Yeah. But uh, you always had the way of super tuning those things, uh, yeah. Rob, and you know that uh, that knowledge and wisdom you had of uh, you know how to set up the car, it just uh, you know put you head and shoulders above the rest of the competition. Well, I I don't know that I was very smart at that part. I'd get a car and I, if I got it to work a certain way and it it worked, I'd just leave it alone. Yeah, where a lot of guys try new stuff mm -hmm. all the time. If, if you get a car and you get it where it's working good and you leave it, you're going to get consistent. The more time that you stay with it, it'll get faster and faster because you know what the car is going to do ahead of time. If you go make changes like dad, yeah, I love and miss my dad. <laughs> when I drove for my dad, my dad couldn't leave the car alone. So <laughs> he taught me what he taught me was I got to take three laps to see what I can do. You yeah. know, I, I mean, because you never knew. Because I would walk away from the car because he'd be telling the guys that worked on the car to change things while I'm gone. 
and I didn't want to. I didn't want to see and get mad before I got in the car. So right. I would just go, and I'm just gonna figure this thing out as we yeah. go. You know, it, you know, if it, if it's if it's tight, I'm gonna run the bottom. If it's loose, I'm going to the high side. You know, and then I I'd figure it out three or four laps into a race and figure out what the car could and couldn't do. Yeah. You know, and that's where you'd have to go with it. Okay. There's, there's an old adage in sprint car racing that you never tell the driver, yeah, we, we think this is going to turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just uh, I say, oh, yeah, yeah, we got it. We got the setup. Simple <laughs> things. If it's tight, the bottom. If it's loose, go to the high side. <laughs> Rocket Rob, we have been here over an hour, and I want to let you know it was such a pleasure having you on the Time show. Uh, thanks for yeah. coming out. But in closing, you got a lot of fans out there. Anything, uh, words of advice or wisdom you'd like to pass on? I'll just wait and see. Maybe we'll be out another day. All right, brother. Hey, you never know. Uh, you know, yeah. my advice is just uh, rob you want it all. Just enjoy life. You deserve to, you know, enjoy life. Pat, closing words? You know, it's great to be back. It's great to meet you, Rob. It's been a pleasure. Um, you know, I've watched you race for a long, long time. Been a big fan of yours. And thanks for coming on the show. Shane, Thank it's you. great to be back. And, and uh, look forward to keeping this thing rolling. All right, man, and we're going to say, hey, we're here every Monday night. I look forward to 7 to 8 o'clock, so make yeah. sure you get on Facebook, like and share this thing, right. uh, YouTube, Spotify, Twitch, all these different uh, stuff. That, you know, I'm an old guy, so I don't know all those different uh, social media platforms. I just talk. I uh, want to close and just say, hey, Davenport Speedway, Friday night, May 27th, Poker Trucking E-Series, along with IMCA Modified Sport Mods, Street Stocks, and Sport Compact, Saturday night, they're going to do it over again up at Makokata. Sunday, they'll be the East Moline. So, hey, support your local racetrack. Yeah. Uh, check it out. There's uh, going to be a lot of great racing. I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't some heavy hitters there. There's um, right. a bunch of those guys. That the national tours are kind of mixed up right now. I know Brandon Shepard's running the Lucas Oil, and Jonathan Davenport dropped off the, the Lucas Oil series. And I know all of those guys were down in Burlington last night. Tim McCready won, and and so you never know who's going to be in town. Yeah, you okay. never know who's going to be in town and pick some of, some of the, some of this money up. All right, well, hey, God yeah. bless all you great race fans. Thanks for tuning in. We loved uh, having you as guests on the show. Hey, if you want a door prize, make sure you get in here to the studio That's right. and pick it up because we give you two weeks, and then it goes back into the True Grit Prize Bowl. So this is Shane just saying, God bless all you great race fans. And I'll be seeing you around the track. Good night.